Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's not whether you get knocked down. It's whether you get back up. Vince Lombardi Hello, hello, hello. Welcome, friends, enemies, lovers, everyone in between. I hope you're having a good day, the day you deserve, and I hope the start to the new year has been one filled with drive and aspirations for the new year. Welcome back to another episode of This Is Stuart, the first episode of 2024, where we explore the realms of trying to safeguard our mental health, our personal development, fitness, wellness, and the pursuit for true happiness in ourselves. Hey, this is Stuart, and in today's topic, we're going to deep dive into staying driven for our intentions or our resolutions, especially in 2024. So hopefully there will be some tips in this episode to keep you motivated, driven throughout the year. You know, setting goals, it's its one thing, but it's not even overcoming these goals or achieving them. It's overcoming and breaking through the challenges that come with them. That's That's another thing. It feels like every intention that we have, there's always going to be roadblocks along the way whether it be emotionally, physically, financially, spiritually. It's almost like a never-ending battle, isn't it? But, you know, like there are a few things we can do in order to overcome and not succumb to these challenges. And I speak from ridiculously, like high intense personal experience right now on this my December to I guess early January has not been good in terms of me staying driven and focused and on point in terms of my fitness my diet my health sleep relationships it it just kind of all took a turn and it feels like I've been slowly following a path down not the best types of rabbit hole, shall we say. It feels like I've fallen into a pit. And I've recently, you know, like, 
come to terms with the fact that I was always making excuses for myself and I let myself get off track and I wouldn't let myself, you know, hold myself accountable. How do I overcome this? Well, I'm trying to right now. That's why I say friends and everything I talk about it, it does come from personal experience. So hopefully, you know, these kind of steps that I'm trying to take will help ye. So there is something about, you know, our cognitive uh, structure and how do we restructure that? So it might sound a bit technical, but it's not. It's just about reshaping your mindset, breaking down like the stages to how you can overcome mental roadblocks. It's actually a very, very powerful tool. And I've taken inspiration from incredible minds, um, Mel Robbins, David Goggins, Vex King, James Clear, uh, Daniel Walter. So Mel, the author of The Five Second Rule, emphasizes the power of counting backwards from five to one to overcome hesitation, not going from one to five, because then you could obviously count to infinity. It's about giving yourself a very structured and very small amount of time to actually get moving. Applying this principle is cognitive reconstructing. See, not that hard. Literally count down from five to one and you've restructured your brain. It's that simple. It's about acknowledging that the negative thoughts are not going to hold you back. You count down and you intentionally replace it with positive ones or with intention. It's simple, it's effective, and it can help break cycles of self-doubts that will keep you on track towards your goals. So this process goes beyond like the surface and deep dives into the realm of our thoughts and the idea is not just to understand our cognitive patterns but actively rewire them towards more positive and successful mindset. If you were to break down like the four stages of cognitive reconstruction and understand how they reshape the way we think, like um, recognition, Mel would emphasize the importance of becoming aware of the negative thoughts and the self-doubts, accepting that we do have them and that they are not there to keep us safe, but actually hold us back. This is not about brushing these thoughts aside and pretending they don't exist. It's about acknowledging them without judgment, especially within yourself. By recognizing negative thoughts, we lay the foundations for change and awareness. And that's the first step in breaking free of, like, let's say, the shackles of your self-doubt. And it's an invitation to confront inner fears and uncertainties head on. The only way you can overcome a hurdle is by literally going over it or going through it. You cannot go around it. But to go over it, you must acknowledge it's there. The second stage would be um, interruption, and this is where the five-second rule comes in. You're interrupting those negative patterns with five, four, three, two, one, the countdown, as a tool to interpret the autopilot response from negative thoughts. I've talked about before the spotlight effect, how we're, it's mind versus willpower. One is trying to keep us safe and will try to dissuade us from doing tasks that we know we should be doing. But this countdown serves as a powerful pattern to interrupt that loop of self-sabotaging. There goes my phone. I'm actually currently at the lake. I think it's the first time in about a week that I brought myself here. And I cannot get in. And I I know I should be able to even throw myself in, but right now I just can't. So I'm actually just sitting here. I'm doing my first live at the lake. And I think that's an excuse of myself, isn't it? I will, I will have a video of me after after doing this podcast if it doesn't get too dark in the lake that's that's totally me 
not acknowledging the fact that I'm just too cold and I do not want to put myself into my, my space of cold training and meditation. But like the simplicity of this technique is very deceptive. By counting backwards from five to one, we create a small window of opportunity, a moment of disruption from the negative pattern and redirect our focus. It's a conscious act of taking control of our thoughts. And when you take control of your thoughts, the next step would be redirection. Once we interrupt our negative thoughts, we would guide ourselves to actively replace it with positive ones. This isn't about wishful thinking, you know, it's about choosing a thought that aligns with our goals or our aspirations. Redirection is the heart of cognitive reconstruction. Yes, okay. So like, imagine like you're consciously steering a ship. Your ship is your thoughts. And you have to steer it in a positive direction. Otherwise, you're going to go down like the Titanic. Mel's teachings here, they, they, they echo like a powerful way of choosing our mindset and reminding us that we have the ability to shape our thoughts. And by extension, then we shape our reality. Reality is constantly in a state of flow. We need to flow with it, but we can change our mindset in order to flow with it. So like the fourth stage would then be um, integration. So you emphasize the power of the five second rule. You break your negative pattern, you get a positive one, and then you integrate making this process as a part of your daily routine. This would transform cognitive reconstruction in your lifestyle because you can't just do one thing once and think that's it. You can't just eat one piece of broccoli and then just like proclaim I'm healthy for the rest of my life or go to the gym once and say that's it. I'm totally fit. It needs to be incorporated into your lifestyle. When recognition, interruption, redirection are all ingrained behaviors within yourself, the cognitive reconstruction then becomes more than a mere tool. It becomes your lifestyle. It becomes an integral part of how we navigate challenges, stressors of everyday life. And that is a testament to the transformative potential of a very small intentional action repeated daily this goes into uh, i'll talk about um him later he's he's quite brilliant and i'd highly recommend reading atomic habits um but small intentions daily how they make profound impacts later on but like as we reflect on this we understand that cognitive reconstruction is not just a one-time fix it needs to be an ongoing practice so with our thoughts, we shape our actions by taking control of our thoughts. We can chart a course towards success. Now, someone I'd like to talk about is um, Vex King. He has good vibes, good life, and healing is the new high. But talking about curating a digital space for yourself, what you see is what you will mentally project. And what I mean by that is your social media feeds. There's a massive difference between micro learning and doom scrolling when it comes to social media. And I think this is where like a lot of my detriment comes, especially with my sleep cycle. Like I will get my eight hours of sleep, but I might not go to sleep until 2, 4 a.m. in the morning. And I've done nothing for like two or three hours, but doom scroll, TikTok and Instagram and YouTube 
for no other reason than like even last night I was so bad I was wondering why does my cat like to sleep in between my feet and then I spent like the next hour just looking up all these different things about cats and I was like oh my god does my cat hate me oh no my cat loves me or why does my cat do this should I be doing this for my cat like how can I make my cat love me more but this plus like another endless cycle of just like randomly swiping my phone but that is such a waste of my personal energy and 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 that's actually vex king's philosophy like um resolves around the energy that we absorb from our surroundings and we live in a digital age like without a doubt our online environment plays such a significant role in in shape in our lives and i do have to give um a massive amount of gratitude to mr vex king when it comes to social media because as numbers grow and followings grow there is a lot more um what is the right word i can use that will not sound um horrible (laughs) there's a lot of mean people who feel that they can hide behind a digital screen and try to demoralize and destroy someone's mental health with their words yeah yeah that's good but basically (laughs) through vex's teachings like i have kind of learned to segment you know the commentary that you know would actually influence me to try and keep growing as a person as an individual as a creator and those that are literally trying to demoralize and tear me down and be like the bullies from school so like if we can cure race like our environments, especially digitally, that will play a significant role in shaping our mindset and then, in turn, our drive in order to try and achieve the goals we want. So like the crux lies in understanding that our online environment is a direct impact on our thoughts and our emotions and ultimately our, our actions. Like, I urge you to be very mindful of the content that you would consume on social media and be very aware that we can fall down the rabbit hole at times. And the world is so much, like, information out there and we are bombarded. And curating our digital space becomes an act of self-care and self-empowerment. Like, the first layer of this involves the audit of our current digital surroundings, like... Who are we following? What content do we consume on our feeds? Does it inspire us, uplift us, educate us, or align with our goals? If not, do we literally have it as a... I don't want to say a guilty pleasure, because we are allowed to have guilty pleasures, but do we... Do we have certain pieces of content or certain online entities that we literally will watch and consume for the purpose of saying... My life might not be going well right now, but at least it's better than this person's. So Vex King in Good Vibes, Good Life would remind us that we have the power to shape our digital narrative and that empowers us to stay driven. It also provides a more structured narrative for a path of personal growth and fulfillment in education if that's what we see in our digital environment. If you see nothing but toxic people and entities constantly on your feed... Do you not think that is the type of person you would become? And I say that wholeheartedly to myself. To be accountable. And that actually goes into my next point of being accountable. Ticking off the tasks you've completed. 
And this comes from the relentless mindset of David Goggins. I have talked about this man too many times in this podcast. Um, it, he is a truly, truly inspirational figure, a testament to the fact that you might have come from the worst place possible mentally and physically, and you can still achieve any goal you want so long as you set your mind to it. Like David Goggins, a former Navy SEAL and ultra-endurance athlete, is known for his unparalleled mental toughness and resilience. And he is a tip, and it involves practice that goes beyond productivity. It is about self-accountability. It's about using something called the accountability mirror. And this doesn't have to be an actual mirror. It's metaphorical, or it can be physical. But it's about basically looking at yourself and having a like set list of tasks or checklists that you need to check off and say yes we've done this we've done this no we haven't done this why haven't we done this well we have to do this in order to get this but we need to do this this and this in order to check this off it's about holding yourself accountable to a razor's edge almost i'm actually pause in the podcast okay i just realized that there has been a person staring at me for like the last like five minutes i think I don't know why I thought it was a tree. <laughs> There's been a person staring at me at the edge of the lake. <laughs> okay, uh, so this is Stuart's last podcast. It's also gone extremely pitch black, so I don't think I will be jumping into the water today. This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique, and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you? If people send you the same generic conversation starters, they message everyone else. Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. But anyway, um... To understand how ticking off completed tasks can be transformative power in our journey of personal growth, the core principle lies in the idea of progress. No matter how small, it should be acknowledged and it should be celebrated. Like David Goggins is an advocate for accountability and looking at yourself in the metaphorical, metaphysical mirror and being brutally honest with who you are and kind of where you stand in your life. And by ticking off completed tasks, and it becomes your own personal accountability mirror. So, like the first layer of the tip involves, you know, the physical act. You can have a checklist, set a schedule, have a mirror with that you would look in every day, a tangible representation, I guess, of progress. This is a visual affirmation for which you can actively move forward. Then, and the simplicity of this practice just goes back to like Mel Robbins's five, four, three, two, one—something you do every day. You make it an inherent part of your lifestyle, and then it becomes the discipline. 
Like, this can't be understated. It's not about complexity of the task. It's about the act of acknowledging its completion. So whether it's a small step or a significant milestone, each tick is a victory. And beyond its practical applications, the tip delves into the psychological impact of acknowledging these accomplishments. Like David Goggins emphasizes the importance of cultivating a mindset that revels in achievements, no matter how seemingly insignificant, nothing is ever insignificant. It, nothing is ever insignificant if you are working towards your better self. Let me emphasize that nothing is ever insignificant if you are working towards your better self. So taking off every completed task is not just about productivity. It is a ritual of self-empowerment. It's a constant reminder that you are in control of your actions and the everyday action contributes to your journey. This practice aligns with the ideas that success is not just about the grand achievements at the end of the journey, it is the accumulation of the small victories on the road to it. By consistently taking off completed tasks, you are reinforcing the belief that progress is a continuous and achievable endeavor. And I apologize if I sound like I'm getting very um, energized and emotional about this, but I am. I am very, very much an advocate for this type of mindset. It doesn't matter how small the step is you have taken, so long as it is a step in the right direction. So David Goggins would teach us to challenge yourself to adopt a mindset of relentless pursuit. It's a call to embrace personal responsibility and actively engage in the journey towards our goals. Ooh, okay, so the people have now gone Oh no, they're at the water. They're actually on the pontoon. Okay. So I'm still alive. I'll just keep going. But like, I encourage you to adopt this practice. Acknowledge in celebration. It's a reminder that every step forward, regardless of its size, is a step towards becoming a better version of yourself. So if we were to talk about... The, here's a good one. The three people you need in your life when you lose motivation and this like this comes from like too many people to count um uh Brene Brown Brianna Weist um Tony Robbins Mel Robbins Simon Sinek it emphasizes you know the importance of a supportive and understanding circle so when we're unraveling the essential tips of staying driven in 2024 let's look in the realm of social connections and the crucial element in your journey for personal development and sustained motivation, the people are literally at my car. Like, I feel like I need to get out and act like I'm a lot bigger and tougher than what I am. I have muscles, people, but I am very much a teddy bear. I am a lover, not a fighter. Please do not walk over to my window because I don't know what I'll do. <laughs> okay, they're, they're walking in the opposite direction. I think I think we're safe for now. But like the concept of having the right people around you during times of waning motivation is not attributed to a single speaker or author, but a collective insight drawn from various motivational thinkers. So like if we were to delve into this, um, how's the right way to have a support? So yeah, your right support system can be a game changer for your motivation. Like, it lies in recognizing that motivation or drive is not just a solitary endeavor. 
It's shared experience that can be amplified and dampened by people we are surrounded with. And I often say motivation is a beggar because you always look from it from other people and drive comes from an internal fire within yourself. When you don't have that drive, then you need to have the motivation. But you must have more drive in yourself and motivation can be like a tiny little push. But motivation cannot pull you forward. It can only push you and you will not always have that push. So involves identifying like three individuals that you would have to contribute to, you know, signify the motivation would be like the cheerleader, the mentor or the accountability partner. You would have someone there cheering you on the background. You would have someone that you look up to and you would have someone that you walk on the path with. Cheerleader is the person who provides an unwavering support and encouragement. Their role is to celebrate your victories no matter how small and lift you up during moments of self-doubt. This could be a friend, you know, um, a family member, a colleague, a lover who understands that your journey and genuinely wants your success. And a lot of us, a lot of us are cheerleaders for so many people without them even realizing. But a presence of the cheerleader, it can serve as a motivational motivator and remind you that your efforts are being acknowledged and valued but a mentor is the guide it's the person with experience and wisdom that offers insights and advice and i always say it like i have so many mentors and many of them i have never met because i've been inspired by so many affluential people from history from online in current day life they have likely faced similar challenges with you and provide valuable perceptions and would help you navigate through moments of like, let's say, being stuck, stagnation. This could be online coaches, your actual coach, a family member, a boss, and their role is to share their knowledge and guide you through complexities of your journey. Now, the accountability partner keeps you on track. And I have often found that I am not so much a mentor to people. I'm not so much a cheerleader. I am an accountability partner. This is someone who shares similar goals and understands the importance of mutual support. They hold each other responsible for progress and try and ensure commitment. The presence of the accountability partner adds layers of responsibility to your journey, knowing that someone else is invested in your success, but they are working towards their own. That can be a powerful motivator. Someone you look to is also working hard on their goals. By pushing yourself to strive for excellence, even when the motivation wanes. Like, this teaches us that motivation is not a solo mission. You need to surround yourself with people, the right people, who can significantly impact your ability to stay driven and focused towards your goals. And cultivating a social circle like this could be as little as three people. It might only be one person who was all three. It's a recognition that your journey is interconnected with the support and the encouragement of those around you. So if we were to talk about the most important thing through everything, I guess it's like how you feel when you do something, after you do something. Like drawing inspiration in cultivating positive emotions and self-awareness is the pursuit for personal development. It is the recognition that our emotional state is a powerful indicator aligned with our actions and our true desires. 
So the ability to pay attention to our emotions and understand social messages they convey, listen to yourself, listen to your gut. When we engage in activities that are aligned with our goals, our emotional response could be a compass guiding us towards or away from our truth path. Positive emotions often indicate alignment while negative ones, you know, signal misalignment. The insight is grounded in teachings from like various psychologists and personal development experts that emphasize the importance of emotional intelligence. I'll repeat that. Emotional intelligence. Do not dig your head in the sand. It's the ability to recognize and understand your own key emotions in making informed decisions on your personal and professional lives. It means connecting with your actions to a deeper value and aspiration. When you engage in activities that resonate to the core of your beliefs, the positive emotions would flow. They would act as a reinforcement mechanism. Psychologists like Daniel Goleman, who popularized the concept of emotional intelligence, aligns with this tip. I mean, Goleman's research emphasizes the role of emotions in decision-making and how understanding and managing your emotions can lead to more successful outcomes. By prioritizing activities that bring a positive emotional response, we create feedback loops that propel us forward, and that aligns with the idea of success is not just about achieving the external milestones, but in cultivating this like internal landscape of fulfillment and joy. Hence, the journey is also part of the success. So when we go from that, like the acknowledgement that the journey towards personal growth should be enjoyable and fulfilling, it's not solely the destination, and it's about the quality of experiencing everything, everything along the way. This aligns with the technique of positive psychology, a field that focuses on the factors that contribute to fulfilling a meaningful life. Martin Siegelman, okay, sorry, positive psychologists like Marshall Siegelman emphasize the importance of engaging in activities that bring a state of flow. A state where time seems to stand still, where we are fully immersed in the present moment. Like this invites us to cultivate a heightened awareness of our emotions and use them to guide our journey towards personal development. And it's a reminder that success is not just measured in external achievements, but also in positive emotions that accompany our actions. Yeah, I hope, I, I hope that makes sense. But I also want to talk about procrastination because it does happen and a king procrastinator here. I'm currently doing this podcast so that it will get dark and I don't have to jump into the lake. But when you get everything done except for the one thing you need to do, always do the hardest thing first. But like this focuses on the importance of prioritization and time management, the impact of procrastination on our overall productivity and well-being. You don't get one thing done, so you do another thing, but it wasn't the thing you were meant to get done. And then you got a few things done, but they weren't what you were meant to do. And now you feel like you've just wasted all your time because you've so much stacking up that you need to actually do, but you're doing all the other things first. Yeah. So like this essential tip is, you know, the realm of productivity and self-discipline, highlighting the consequences of procrastination and the significance of prioritizing key tasks. Like this draws from various sources and if I was to talk about one, it would be Simon Sinek and leaders think last or leaders eat last. Some tasks carry weight and contribute to more significance towards our goals and have more substantial impact in our overall success. So like one thing, um, oh, a cop, um, 
Do the one thing. It's a concept that was popularized by Gary Keller in his book by the same name, actually, and it emphasizes the importance of identifying the most crucial tasks and giving it priority over others. Procrastination often sets in when we avoid addressing the most critical tasks and that moves the needle in the wrong direction. Like understanding this psychology or psychological tendency is a key way of overcoming it. You know what tasks you need to do, so just do it. There is now someone standing in the water. I think I'm going to move soon. Oh, he's standing in the water because his dog went into the water. Okay, I get it. No, his dog is swimming. His dog is swimming. He's just like letting him paddle around. So I must apologize and also say that I am still alive. I did survive, but yes, there's been a delayed in the delayed podcast. This is going to go out on Monday afternoon and not Sunday evening, as are usually scheduled. Sporadic scheduling is... But I did survive the lake from the dog, the couple, and the rather interesting man who just disappeared. But I would like to say to you beautiful souls, like, your support means the world, and I thank you so much. It's our mission to reach as many hearts as possible, so if you do find value in any of the, as we call, waffle, I say, if you resonate with any of these discussions, take a moment to share. Whether it's a review, a racing, on whatever your social platform is, it really helps in this universe. I think this is a, a good point that we wrap up today's discussion, but I would like to express my gratitude to each and every one of you. Thank you for choosing to tune in, giving your valuable time here on the This Is Stuart podcast. If you found value in this discussion, don't just end it here. Take it into action. My friends, please know that I believe in you, but more so that you need to believe in yourself, that you have the power within you to shape your destiny, your day, to manifest the extraordinary. You know, the only limit is the impact of your imagination and the commitment that you have. But until next time, stay driven, stay focused, and keep reaching for those stars. So... Hey, this is Stuart. I'm signing off for the first podcast of 2024 and reminding you that the best is yet to come. Let's chat soon, okay? softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. 
Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.